and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I am barely awake, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty hour, huh? Yeah. You know what? This is what you get, guys. This is where we are. Dozing off with the Dorky Diva Show. Dozing off with the Dorky Diva Show, coming to a Patreon near you. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of like, you did well today. (laughs) You deserve this. Just words of affirmation and a very monotone voice. Yes, exactly. Which is what really what we all need from time to time, Mm -hmm. I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Good job. How are you, Brian? I'm tired. How are you? (laughs) I'm tired, too. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the... I don't. I don't know a word that starts with D. That means tired, desolate. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Welcome to the desolate diva show. God, that sounds so bad. Where everything goes downward from the top. No, we're gonna be nope. happy today. Yeah, we're so happy, guys. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I think you've gone crazy in your quarantine. I've been home for seventeen days. Yeah, you haven't eaten for six of those. Uh, it's a it's a it's a weird time. More than it's that. It's a weird time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Is Rex okay? Is he all right? Depends on uh how you classify all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like he tastes all right. <laughs> what is that from? The is she safe? It, oh, it's Vader. Wow. Oh wow. Welcome guys. <laughs> I thought I wasn't even making a Star Wars reference and I was. <laughs> is she all right? Wow. Look at that. Look at us. <laughs> hey, hey, look at us. It's <laughs> insane. Welcome to the show, guys. Rex turned four this week. He's yeah, he four did. years old. <laughs> to celebrate, you ate him? No. No. He had a good birthday. He got mac and cheese, uh, and he oh. got new toys. And it's like me and Rex are the same person. <laughs> 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 mac and cheese is is a great birthday mm-hmm. present. He loves thing. mac and cheese. Do um, you have a birth? Do you have a birthday meal that you make or get made on your birthday? Um, I don't even know what to call them, but my mom Ooh. used to make me these. Like, I literally just call them meat sandwiches. <laughs> okay, I like both of those things. <laughs> it's like amazing French bread covered in butter, and then you cook Ooh. beef, and it's just like covered in butter. And that's wow. literally it, but it's so good. But I also yeah. really like um, homemade banana pudding for my birthday. Oh. oh, nice. So that's where it's at, is the banana pudding. I'm into that. What about you? Uh, used to be Salisbury steak. Mm. Yeah, that was a, that was for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it switched up a couple of years ago, but I'm blanking on what I switched it to. Hmm. I feel like it was steak and baked sweet potato probably because that's my favorite meal so i imagine if i switched it to anything it's probably that yeah 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 it's so good so good but rex gets mac and cheese so i mean he gets so many he got so many things but that was the one i can remember i also shared my bagel with him it had strawberry cream cheese on it Ooh, that's the real gift Mm -hmm. he had a good birthday he got a bunch of toys and belly rubs also me. Wow, this is crazy. It's like we're the same. Man, happy birthday, Rex. I can't wait for my birthday now. It's getting me excited about mine. Just send you a box of mac and cheese. It's not cooked. Yeah, It'll literally do. just be the box. 
Hey, listen, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars, Savannah. What are you doing? <laughs> so kind. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Yes, we're here to talk about The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch, yeah. Clone, new, new looking Clone Wars. New looking. Can you believe that it's actually back and we are through the first arc? Uh, Yeah, that happened fast, didn't it? Yeah. Four yeah. weeks. What the heck? Four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Did you rewatch the animatics before? these came out no and i was thinking about this earlier today i remember when those came out on starwars.com but apparently they were also screened at celebration anaheim and i don't remember that at all oh do you remember that do you but do you remember hearing about that savannah no okay why why did i ask (laughs) (laughs) but no i did not rewatch the animatics because i remembered like the core story but i didn't remember all the details and i didn't want to be comparing the new version with the old version the whole time so i didn't go back and rewatch them yeah me neither was was echo in the old ones yes okay yeah i don't remember yeah (laughs) i remember the bad batch specifically Mm -hmm. but that was about it i just yeah i just remembered all the different bad batch characters and i just remember echo was back and that was pretty much it that's all i remembered so okay. it was kind of fun to go back into this without really remembering anything. Yeah, it's like seeing it for the first time. Yeah, and honestly, when they announced that this was going to be one of the arcs in the new season, I was a little bit bummed because I was like, "Same, we've already seen that." Yeah, <laughs> but I feel the same. It was really good, and I'm happy they did it because I obviously love clones, but I didn't really think that I would enjoy the Bad Batch because even though they're clones, they're just so different. Um, right. But I really enjoyed it. So I'm glad that they included it. And it was a good surprise. I really didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat because I was like, if we only if we're only getting 12 episodes, why would well, like a third of that be things we've already seen? Right. But now I'm like, oh, it, it, it really is different watching it like for real right compared to what we'd seen as well it's so different i'm such a visual person and the animatics are so rough that i'm just like what is going on yeah when they're like just floating everything's gray (laughs) yeah yeah um so we're gonna go through each of the episodes and then at the end of this episode we actually have a special interview so i'm excited yeah we do um but i really want to talk about the fortune cookie for the first episode because it's pretty much the motto of the dorky diva show and the first episode is just literally called the bad batch and the fortune cookie says embrace each other for their differences for that makes you whole Ooh, it is like the dorky diva show (laughs) because we literally could not be more different (laughs) yeah because we hate each other wow (laughs) huh look at that clone wars isn't that funny that's amazing. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I do like that we have that sort of uh, reputation now. It just makes me laugh because you don't, you don't <laughs> get a lot of that. It's like you want a show where they just argue about things and like Can't don't stand get along. Can't stand each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we put on a show, guys. We're not really friends. It's a contract thing. Rex is my dog, believe it or no. not. No. <laughs> You're like, that's too far. <laughs> Yeah. 
Mm. It'll make you whole. Do you feel whole? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, fortune cookie, how about I just uh, <laughs> throw that one in the trash? <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I guess they changed the uh, fortune cookies from the original um, versions, but I don't remember those. But Sky okay. Talkers talked about them in their episode recaps. Mm-hmm. It's good. Maybe the, maybe the other one was more accurate. <laughs> 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 this is going to be the worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bad Batch, guys, it's about clones that are clones but aren't like clones. Yes. The first episode is basically about the battle on the planet Anaxis and the Separatists already have the upper hand in the battle and then Mm -hmm. Captain Rex comes in and he suggests that Admiral Trench is using an algorithm to predict their battle tactics so Mm -hmm. he and Cody Kix and Jesse go on a little mission behind enemy lines to get more information and they are joined by the Bad Batch yeah they are. They, Clone Force 99. They are so cool. They are really cool. Who's your favorite? Um, So it changes per episode. Oh. In the first one, it was between like Hunter and Tech. Okay. And then by the end, it was between like Tech and Crosshair. But Tech is still in there. So maybe he's the favorite. Yeah, sounds like sounds like Tech's your favorite. I was trying to think of characters that reminded me of each Bad Batch clone and Wrecker is like a mix between Wreck-It Ralph and the Hulk and Crosshair is just like straight up Clint Eastwood and then Hunter is like Rambo but I can't figure out what Tech is like. Tech is Donatello. See I'm not a Ninja Turtles fan. What? Yeah. Oh man I love the Ninja Turtles. Sean really likes the Ninja Turtles. Put Sean on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, other tech, than the Ninja cool. Turtles, who would he be like? Um, Tech from the Bad Batch. <laughs> I don't know. What are the, what are the, like? He's like every guy that every always nerd. has like a yeah Tech dude. You know. I really like him. I I like Crosshair. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's just co- like from the very beginning. I just think he's cool. He's a sniper dude that's like super clever and doing trick shots. I just think it's cool. I liked it when he threw his toothpick at Rex. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite thing to do. <laughs> mm, I carry toothpicks around just in case. Just a it's throw a power em. move. It's a power move. Yeah. You get it. Cad Bane you, does it. You understand. Yeah, he does. That's right. I'm in good company here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like Crosshair. He's just cool. He is and cool. Hunter is absolutely Rambo. Yeah. Does he have a skull on his face? Is that what that is? I think so, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So they all go to the planet and they end up crash landing and then Cody gets wounded and Kix decides to stay back and take care of Cody. Um, So it's basically just the Bad Batch, Rex, and I think Jesse stays behind too. Or does Jesse? No, Jesse goes with them. And then they have to make their way to the outpost and then break in and... The best part about this episode is how pretty it is. <laughs> yeah, it is real pretty. Man, like all the visuals are so good. The planet looks so nice. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. It's interesting how the animation has changed. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so much smoother and like more dialed in and you can get like little nuances in like an eyebrow now. Mm-hmm. 
Like I remember somebody mentioning, I don't remember who it was. They were talking about how uh, the original animation they were like wooden puppets, mm-hmm. you know. And this one, they don't feel like that anymore, really. No, they're way more way more rounded out. It's interesting. And the way they walk is just so fluid too. I remember if you go back to season one and you watch the characters walk, it's like their torsos are just gliding and then their feet are just flicking back and forth, but they really yeah. don't have like any weight to them, you know? Right, right. So they really have a good, um, just like realistic look to how they walk and move and it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. I agree. But I agree. there's obviously like a clear line between the bad batch and the regs in this episode and they are not getting along and they're arguing constantly relatable (laughs) are we the bad batch (laughs) i know well which one of us is the bad batch and which one of us are the regs do you really have to ask that i'm the bad batch. yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds about right I don't know. I don't know which one I would be though. Oh well. Yeah. Crosshair. Right. Yeah. Hey, it's very kind of you. What have you done with my co-host? <laughs> well, once they break into the outpost, they're obviously like having to take down all the droids that are working there and defending the place. But there's this really cool shot. It feels like so much like a video game, but it's in the best way. And the camera follows the characters for a really long amount of time. And it's just like one shot that's not cut anywhere. Yeah. So good. I like that a lot. It's so okay. good. Why is nobody talking about how weird these droids look? Oh, no, I was talking about it. Okay, because what? Yeah. They're like, I like if, a, I don't even know the right words. Like if a stand that like you open, like a fold out chair. <laughs> if it became a droid and you put fans on it that they can use to fly, that's what this thing is. It's so weird looking. I thought those showed up in the next episode. I don't know when they show up, but they're weird. Yeah, they're later in the in the arc and they're super strange. They're like, they're like everywhere. Yeah. They're like bugs. They look like a praying mantis. Yeah, but like a fold up chair praying <laughs> mantis. You know? That can fly. I was I'm, I was glad to see Trench back. I think he's cool. He looks great. You know, it was a little, you know. I have to be honest, though. We didn't think that the same person voiced Trench in this episode Uh-oh. from when he originally was in the Clone Wars. And then we realized, no, it's still Dee Bradley Baker. Yeah. Do you feel like he okay. sounded different? Um, no. Hmm. Yeah, he sounded like Trench to me. I just can't believe that Dee voiced all the clones and trench. So he's just basically yeah. having his own little party. Yeah. Then uh from here, correct me if I'm wrong, this is when they're like, it's an algorithm, blah blah blah. And then Rex is like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. There's a there's there's an echo of something in this. But um Am I wrong? Give that another try. <laughs> I like that one. Oh my god. Okay, uh side note, listen. You've read the 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 something of the crim- Crimson Corsair? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who's the frozen one? Is it Kix? Nix. It's Nix. No, it's Kix. It's Kix. It, this guy. That's in this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because every time I see the clones now, I'm like, when is he going to get all like frozen? Because that was such a random thing to throw into a book five years ago and then to never address again. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I honestly forgot about that. Yeah, right? Everyone else did except for me. 
because I think about those things all the time. Yet yeah, you forget everything hat. else. Yeah, you got to prioritize what's important to you. You know, you have X amount of brain Guess space. I'm not important. I mean, I remember you. I not think. anything I say. Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Rex hears the communication, and he's like, "That's Echo." And we're just like, yeah, we know. We've seen this already. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the great moments. You're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, get to to the good part, buddy. We know. Let me guess. It's Echo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. even though we knew that, I think there are probably a ton of people that are just catching up on the Clone Wars and maybe hadn't seen those episodes before. So, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, or there's people that had seen them so long ago and then forgot. Did you forget? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, 100%. When he's like, Echo's in there, I was like, what? Echo's still alive? That's crazy. And, and I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes it's fun being me. Sometimes. I don't those know very, how. Th- those very rare moments, you got to treasure them. I don't know how. How did yeah. you feel at the end of this first episode? Um, It just ended with them being like, we got to get Echo, right? Yeah, but overall, like, how did you feel about just, like, getting back into the Clone Wars? And... Oh, I was I was into it. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah, I liked it. It's, uh, yeah, I dug it. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I dug it. It was cool. I mean, yeah, like, we've seen it before, so it wasn't like, oh, man, that was really cool to all these new things. Like, you even said, like, yeah, we know. You know, so, like, it was cool. It was cool to watch it, you know, with the animation being different. But I also, like, I don't know a ton about animation. So I feel like there's a part of me that can't fully appreciate the intricacies of it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I really like that. I don't know why I like it. Like, it looks smooth. But then, you know, someone like the amazing Melissa Thomas would be like, yeah, and the frame rate is all that stuff. So she can, like, super appreciate it. Right. Um, Meanwhile, you appreciate, like, the amount of time and work that goes into making one creature that shows up in the background of a Star Wars movie for like a exactly half or like performances for me is like mm-hmm. oh man like D is a legend and I thought I liked the Bad Batch I liked this first episode I thought the animation was really cool I really you know what I really liked the direction of it mm-hmm. the, the idea of like you know, showing all this stuff going around. It was like the Avengers shot. Yes. I know you don't like Marvel, but you know, no, when they all true, show though. up and they're all fighting and thing, like it was just so cool. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really liked that. That's a that good comparison. Neat. I, yeah, I actually really like the first Avengers movie and I do think there were a lot Same. of moments in, um, in this arc that felt like that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do like that we have clones that are just using knives. I know. And their, and their fists. I know. It's like, great. It's so fun. And I love how they each have their own little weird like gizmos and gadgets. And yet they work so well together. But they're also competitive. Yeah. yeah. I really like them. And it was super surprising because I, like I said, I just didn't expect to really fall in love with them just because they were so different from your typical clone trooper. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was just like how different everyone looks. I mean, when we saw Cody and Anakin and Rex in one of the very first shots, you were like, oh, they've aged a little. And I think it's in the next episode. Um, Rex and Anakin are talking to each other and there's like a pretty close up shot on Rex's face. And Sean goes, I think he has wrinkles. And I was like, 
no and we like <laughs> rewinded it and he has little crow's feet on his eyes would you look at that and i was like look at him getting old with look his at him. what is it called um like they're rapid I aging i don't know what the technical term is but you know how clones Excel- accelerated. accelerated growth that's what it is accelerated growth yep yeah so. relatable there's so many like little details in all of the characters' faces now, and Anakin looks so different. He looks great, though. He does. He does. And yeah, it d- I dug it. All the it had- the landscapes were amazing too. Like there was just so much color in this yeah. episode, and it's just really, really, really good. I agree. It reminded me a lot of landing at Point Rain. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of super action, a lot of the camera following the stuff going on, and then the whole like competition between the others. Like, it was cool. Yeah. I dug it. Yeah. So the next um, episode is called A Distant Echo. And Good the joke. fork. <laughs> <laughs> you denied me mine, but you can't deny the Falone. The fortune cookie is <laughs> the search for truth begins with belief. Yep. And you have to believe that there's truth in how good of a joke a distant echo is. Yep. The thing is, uh, no, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna quote it, but it's not the thing is; it's that thing. So I done kneecapped myself. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on, guys. Moving on. Um. Oh, are you actually echo. looking at the show notes? No. Yes, you are. Maybe. Yes, you are. I am. Guys, I am. it's a big yep. day. Yep. And just like that, I have closed them. <laughs> 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 the power is back in my hands. <laughs> this episode is so funny in the beginning. Um, so Anakin and Rex are like talking with, I think it's Hunter from the Bad Batch. And Anakin's like, yeah, um, Rex, we need to go do that thing and rex is like we don't have time for that and anakin's like yes we do and i'm already late and anakin goes in a room and like shuts the door and he talks to padme who is there as a hologram and this entire scene just made me laugh so much yeah it was so funny because rex is like so bad at keeping his cool and helping anakin out and he's like so fidgety and then when Obi-Wan shows up, he totally knows what's going on. And you don't even realize that he knows what's going on until he says, I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. Yeah. <laughs> what was your reaction to that? I, I, I think it's funny that, you know, Anakin has to like take time out of his day to like call home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that they have like allotted time slots for it. Like, oh, I'm late, buddy. Um, but overall... Like, it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was all right. I, d- I didn't have any feelings one way or the other, to be honest with you. It's. We were kind of like, a, oh. Yeah, it's like a, it's a tough tightrope to walk on, I feel like, to put those seeds in the Clone Wars that you don't necessarily see in episode three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was telling Sean when we were watching it that the part in episode three where Obi-Wan says oh, Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. And we were yeah. like, okay, well, this like ties in with that, but I didn't know that he would realize what's going on this early. 
Right. It's like, right. who else realizes that he and Padme kind of have a thing going on? Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so interesting. I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like the idea, like, yeah, because I thought about that line as well. Um, I like the idea that Obi-Wan knows, but they don't know that he knows. Yeah. You know, I've always liked that, but like for this particular moment, it felt to me like Obi-Wan knows and they know that he knows and it kind of took away the weight of that line for me. You but know, cause it's he, like, he, he probably doesn't realize how intense it is. He yeah, definitely. He's not like, married. oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely doesn't know that. Oh, um, man. But I don't know. I was like, eh, because I, I, I like the idea like they had no idea that Obi-Wan was like that astute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like an episode one. When, gotta bring him up, guys. <laughs> uh, when Qui-Gon knows what's going on the entire time, but he doesn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really like that. And this was kind of like a, a wink toward of like, no, I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Tell her I said hi. I'm like, oh, man. It kind of, you know. I me. liked it. I thought it was kind of like an eyebrow-raising moment. and Yeah, it definitely was. It was a wink at the camera, kind of like, huh? Like, I'm, I know what's happening here. But I kind of liked it better when he didn't do that if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah that's just me i just wonder how m- more paranoid that makes anakin like does he worry i mean probably right you know obi-wan was here earlier huh would you yeah. talk about it? yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? i'm sure uh, i'm sure it's like a I'm little sure kid he is. he is you know did he did he was he here for long like no anakin is just dropping something off yeah okay well good i'm glad he was just dropping something off <laughs> Good old Anakin. I think it was Sky Talkers that mentioned if Ahsoka knows that Anakin and Padme are together. I imagine she's smart enough to pick Figure it up. Figure it out, yeah. I've never thought pro- about she that probably before. Spends, I imagine she spends more time with Anakin than Obi-Wan does in the Clone Wars. Right, and she was with Padme a lot too. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I would be surprised if she didn't. I wonder if that'll come up in any capacity. I don't know. Ugh. What if it does? That would be crazy. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think you've had a chance to listen to their episode yet, but um, Caitlin and Charlotte talked about that on their most recent Clone Wars episode, and they were basically saying, what if when Anakin and Ahsoka see each other again, what if Anakin kind of inquires about Ahsoka's life outside of the Jedi Order and you know if she likes it and if he considers leaving too? And wants to present that idea to Padme, but when he gets back to her, it's kind of too late because everything is crumbling. Not bad. Isn't that nuts? That'd be so crazy if that happened, but it would be really good. Did you just use the word inquires? Did I? Yeah. In what context? Anakin inquires Padme. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Why is that a problem? It's just, you're just so much smarter than I am. Oh my God. And I've always known that. But every now and then it pops up and I'm like, wow, you're just great. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I thought that was just an interesting note and I didn't, I didn't know if you had thought about that before, but they brought it up. I had not. And I thought it was interesting. That's how I feel about Sky Talkers. They're incredible. They're super smart and they bring up things that I would never have thought of before. Yeah. Oh. That's why we're just sitting here bumbling around and. 
That's true. That's true. We make no sense at all. Mm -mm. And that's because you asked me to be your co-host, you boob. Mm. But this episode was good. Um, (laughs) That moment was good. Uh, Rex is hilarious. I do like that we have this, this moment between them when she's like, you know, Rex has always got your back as time you had his. I, I was love like, oh. that. I really love that. I also yeah, that like cool. how we see Rex and Anakin's bond in this entire arc as well. And I know we've seen them together so much in the Clone Wars, but it really didn't dawn on me until now, like how close they really are. Sure. And how much they mean to each other. Like Anakin does really care about Rex and Anakin believes Rex and at some points he's trying to prepare rex for the worst but he still believes him and rex obviously really respects anakin's authority but they're really good friends at the end of the day and i thought that was really cool because that's obviously i love the different clone troopers and the commanders and how they fall into line with the jedi and all of that dynamic and we Mm -hmm. see you know, Obi-Wan, Cody a lot in the Clone Wars, and then we see them even more in Revenge of the Sith, but obviously we don't see Rex and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, so it just makes me wonder how is that all going to pan out this season with them. And you can tell they're really starting to build on it, so... Oh, yeah. Got to make you care just (laughs) enough so it hurts when they take it. I know, but... yeah. Uh, the Bad Batch, Rex, and Anakin, they go to Skako Minor, which is like my favorite thing to say now, Skako Minor, <laughs> um, <laughs> to find the source of the signal that Rex believes is Echo. And mm-hmm. they end up in this village where the Poltex live. And the Poltex, I swear, are straight out of Avatar. Am I the- they're Am I wrong? Really, <laughs> they remind me more of the Ricotta in Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, I never played like, that game. It's the greatest game of all time, like by far. Mm-hmm. Compared, not just Star Wars game, greatest game ever, Knights of the Old Republic. But at the end, you go to this like planet that they didn't know existed, and then they've got these people on there, and they pretty much sound like that, like yeah. almost exactly like that. But huh. still, they don't look quite like that. Similar, but not quite. But yeah, they sound like that. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if this is a reference. Probably not. But still. I wonder if they somehow use the audio like as that an inspiration so cool. if they sound the same. That would be so cool. That they would ride be really dragons. Cool. That's awesome. I called them weirdo reptiles. <laughs> yeah, they are. Do we but know what those are? Like, yeah, they're dragons. No, they're not. There's something else. I was I really know. confused I'm at first sure because I thought that. they were maybe like Gundarks. And then I was like, they're not Gundarks. No, no, no. They're like if a Gundark and a Minoc had a baby. To Let's have this thing. Yeah. Well, they take Anakin captive to their village, and then they're thinking that Anakin is, like, bringing war to their village, and they don't want the war. And then Anakin's like, bro, it's fine. I'm not trying to bring (laughs) war into your city here. I just need some help. And so they um, they help the group get to Wat Tambor City, and then they go back to their village. They're like, okay, cool. We're going to get you here, and then we're going to go home. Uh, don't get us involved. Famous last yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> There's no war here. Yeah. Unless you brought it with you. And when they're making their way to the city, that's when Rex and Anakin have that moment where I told you we realized Rex has wrinkles. <laughs> yep. And I got yep. a little emotional. Um, but Rex is really demanding that he truly believes Echo is alive. And that's when Anakin is like, hey, 
if he's not, like you kind of need to come to terms with that. But I do yep. still think that Anna can really trust Rex and he wants to believe him too. Um, and then they make it inside the building after fighting like a bazillion droids. Yep. And they find Echo. They do. And, and he's all plugged into the Matrix. He is super gross looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's more machine now than man. They did a really good job animating his like Dauntness. it's just like frankenstein times 10 you know like his yeah. cheekbones are really pronounced because he's so skinny and like his ribs are really pronounced and he has yeah. these crazy robotic legs and the way the he like arm. falls out of the the um i don't even know what you call it it's like a coffin really yeah, the thing that little... he was held in the tank or whatever. I mean, he, the way he falls yeah. out of it is so freaking gross. Ugh. <laughs> it was so funny because my mom watched this episode. She texted me in the morning, was like, "Oh my gosh, I cried at the end of that episode." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about because I can't watch it until tonight." And then I watched it, and I was like, um, "I didn't cry." And she goes, "Oh my god, weren't you shocked that it was Echo?" And I was like. <laughs> mom I've seen these episodes already and she goes what and she thought it was she thought I had seen these episodes because I have like special connections and I was like right um You're mom these episodes th- these episodes came out like five years ago and she was like what <laughs> uh, mama Kiefer's behind the curve she literally thought someone like sent me these episodes early to That's watch funny. and I was like no mom no no, no. <laughs> the, en- the entire world has seen these yeah <laughs> yeah yeah those things are called Caradax, by the way. Oh, those are the Caradax. Yeah, yeah. that or would that would make a, a lot of sense because the next episode is called "On the Wings of Caradax." Well, looky there! Look at us. There's a little bit of synergy going on. <laughs> Stumbled on the word synergy there. Woo. Yep. I was like synergy, <laughs> but hey, Caradax, Caradax, Caradax. There's two e's. Got to be Caradax. I say Caradax. Well, I say Caradax just for... <laughs> just to spite me. <laughs> just to spite you, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Mm. Yeah, they bust Echo out. He's got a droid arm that's functional, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was neat. Yeah, and then it kind of l- leaves off there, so it's a good little cliffhanger. And then we yep. go on to On the Wings of Caradax. The fortune cookie is survival is one step on the path to living. Which is Isn't that a word of truth for our current situation? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Survival is one step on the path of living. It's not enough to just survive, guys. You have to live. Nope, nothing. All right. The audience agrees with me. <clears throat> they got Echo out, guys. They got him out. <laughs> they saved him. He's out of the Matrix. He did not take the pill. He's got a robot arm. And then they have to like throw up everybody through the ceiling to get out. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. I like it when Anakin's like, I got this. I don't need to be thrown up there. (laughs) Yep. It reminds me when uh, in Rebels, the one of the episodes with Saw Gerrera, I think it's with the Geonosian. Mm 
mm-hmm. and then Kanan just jumps across the chasm. He's like, oh, I forgot they could do that. I know. It's so yeah. funny. It makes me think of anytime I see like a Jedi doing their like super jump, it just makes me think of uh, Battlefront 2, the, the way back in the day, Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. I used to play that game all the time as a Jedi, Same. and I would just force jump everywhere. That's the entire thing I did for the Same. entire game. <laughs> good, good luck shooting you when you're doing that. Yeah. Smart strategy. Shooting at me? It. I'm just going to jump away. Yeah, please. I'm out of here. Oh, God. So then they yeah. have to escape on the Caradax, and they yep. go outside, and there's like this tightrope kind of thing, and they jump on the Caradax, and then they fly back to the Poltex village, but uh, of course they are bringing the enemy with them because these flying crazy fold-up chair droids are following them. Yeah, they fly now. Thank God they did not say that. I mean, they kind of did. Not really. They didn't word for word say it. They didn't word for word say it. But they did say something along the lines of they fly now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like are they can fly or you can fly, you can fly, you know, something. Yeah. Something along the lines of they fly now was said. I don't remember exactly along what it was. Along the lines. It wasn't word for word. Yeah. I mean. So, you know. when they get back to the Poltex, <laughs> they're like, "Oopsies, we Brought back Literally war into your village, which we said we would not do. But yeah. the Poltex agree to help them, and they were a massive help. And Anakin just goes into, like, crazy show-off style and is, yeah. like, taking down droids left and right. I loved it when Echo said, I think he said something along the lines of, still showing off, Commander? I was like, that's yeah. cute. That's yeah. cute. Anakin Skywalker, for sure. Yeah. I was yeah. kind of um, shocked at how fast Echo, like, kind of came to it. You know? Yeah, for sure. He was able to help like right away. He had a yeah. he had a blaster and he was like shooting droids right away. Once a clone, always a clone. Love him. Yeah, he's ready to go. Love I, him. I I feel bad for the Poltex man. I, really I do, do too. <laughs> it's like, they hey, do we don't want to get involved, and they're like, yeah, that's cool. Well, now you're involved. Like, yeah. come on, guys. That's not cool. It's not like the Lerman. Right. You know, it's like they were already there. And we're like, let's just not get involved. And then the enemy came to them, like, on their own. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, can we? We're going to. We'll be right back. Don't worry about it. And then they come back with, you know, the war. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you're in it now, aren't you? How about you pick up something and help us out? And we're like, oh, man, guys. Yeah, that kind of sucked for them yeah. a lot. I yeah, mean, everything guys. ended up being fine, but yeah, they 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 answered the call. They're like, well, if the war is here, we're gonna answer it. But it, at the same time, I was like, oh boy. Right. I feel yeah. like this episode was kind of the weak one of the arc, only because I think the battle between the droids versus the Poltex and the clones it just went on. I think a little too long. I don't yeah. know. When I was watching it, I was just like, okay. We get it. <laughs> They're fighting. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had a similar response to like all the flying. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. But like this is taking a little bit. Yeah. I think I wanted maybe like a scene in there with more echo mm-hmm. and realizing that he's out and he's okay now and just a little more emotion there. It wasn't bad, but I think this one was kind of the slower episodes of the arc. Sure. Sure. But the next one is crazy. It's pretty good. Crazy town. It's pretty good. This one 
is in probably my top five favorite Clone Wars episodes ever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This was so fun to watch. It was bonkers, that's for sure. Yeah. So A this lot one is happened. This one is unfinished business and the fortune cookie is trust placed and another is trust earned. That's true. That's a good that's a good fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Cause that one's like, ooh, all right. It's deep. It's got yeah. layers. Yeah. I always love the fortune cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot happens in this one. So at the beginning yeah. of the episode, they're back on the Republic base, and Echo has a great outfit now. And yeah. it's really <laughs> cool with a built-in six-pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish all my clothes had that too. Same. They don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go as Echo for celebration, like both of us. I'm sure a ton of people will be doing that. Yeah, but we should do it. Like bald caps and everything. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> I wonder who could pull off being bald better, me or you? <laughs> me. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I got a weird-shaped head. It's very strange. Yeah, you could probably do bald better. I've always wanted I mean, to try it for Ventress, but I'm not brave enough. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's an easy fix, really. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 so he joins the group, and... Rex is like, hey, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And Echo's like, no, I want to help. Um, yep. So he informs the commanders of how they can win the battle. And he decides that he can plug into the feed to send Trench different battle tactics. And it will give the Jedi the upper hand because obviously they know what's going to happen. Yep. So it's a good plan. It's a great plan. So the Bad Batch, Rex, and Anakin head to the droid assembly plant and mm-hmm. Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, and their battalions go to take down the droids. And I just have to tell you, <laughs> um, my God. Yeah. The amount of clones with jetpacks was yeah. phenomenal. It was right up your alley, that's for sure. And we haven't seen Mace Windu's battalion in a really long time. That's true. In a very Airborne. long time. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we saw them was maybe season two right can't remember for sure but it's been a while and they look fantastic they do and they They all have jetpacks they well i mean they're called the airborne aren't they no i'm pretty sure they are they're the 187th yeah isn't it the 187th airborne they're like the beehive with the purple i didn't think so well all right i mean i could be wrong but, I mean, every battalion has airborne troopers. That's true. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little less special, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, jetpacks. Awesome. Yeah. Mace Windu. I like that he, like, gave a little speech beforehand. That was so I funny. That, I thought that was great. So yeah. I don't... And he's like, I tried. I tried. Yeah. I, I liked it when Obi-Wan was like, oh, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I I like the I like the animation a lot mm-hmm. with the lightsabers and the Jedi and stuff like that. But I'm not crazy about the ignitions. Is that weird? What is your problem? They're like slow and kind of like, I don't know. It's like they whip out as if the blades are kind of like coming in from the side and then kind of extend. Mm. I don't know. It looks weird. looks weird to me, the lightsaber blades now. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. Like next time you when you see like somebody ignite their lightsaber, mm-hmm. you see it, it. It like, it's weird. It, it, it like flings out as if it's like unrolling from the hilt and then it extends. There's like a split second. Like where the toys? 
Kind no, like a like an imagine like if it's rolled up. You know oh. what I mean? And it kind of just like unfurls out of the hill. It's very strange. It's very strange. Hang on, I'm going to look up a video and see if I can find it. Yeah. Check it out. It's 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 real weird. Oh wait, never mind. This is not a video. It's just pictures. I'll look at it later. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Not the not the biggest fan. Like I don't know why it's like that either. And then huh. like think there's there's somebody else that like ignited lights here. Might have been Ahsoka in one of the clips. Uh-huh. Ahsoka and Darth Maul or whatever. It like ignites really slow. And I was like, what? Mm. That's not how lightsabers work. But, I'm watching yeah. a clip right now and Anakin, not Anakin, Obi-Wan and Mace Windu, they jump down and their lightsabers are already ignited. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. If you find next next time you watch a lightsaber get ignited, mm-hmm. it's really weird. Interesting. I will be looking for that. Yeah. Just a little, just a little thing. A little Everything. Thing. Oh wait, hang on. He's about to ignite it in this clip. Oh, yeah. He like you see it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Huh. I don't I mind know. it. I don't mind it though. It's weird. It's like a big sweeping motion. Whoa. They are like jiggly. <laughs> right. It's like unfurling. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. I mean, good look. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta see. Okay, this is going to be weird and terrible podcasting. Check check this out. Ready? Go to Google. Go to images. Let me know in here. This mm-hmm. is great, mm-hmm. great podcasting. Okay, look up Clone Wars Season 7 Lightsaber GIF. Let me know when you got it. Okay. Okay, the first one should be Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Click that and watch it. Uh, what? How weird is that? Whoa. You see it? Yeah. They're like spaghetti noodles. Yeah. And it's like wider and then it kind of, you see what I mean? It like unfurls. It's so weird and I don't like it. Bizarre. Yeah. I know. They're like flexible. Yeah. And they're like, it's like it's unfurling from the hilt. And it's only when they ignite it. It doesn't bother me as much because I think it's like a really stylistic choice. Yeah. But it is strange. It's weird. I'm looking at the gif of Ahsoka and Maul fighting now, and it's the same know, thing. Even his double-bladed it, lightsaber is, like, noodly. It's weird. Weird. <laughs> it's so funny that you notice that. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of obsessed with lightsabers. But, yeah, it's so weird. Interesting. Well, hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't mind it, like, when it's out and, like, they're fighting and stuff like that. Like, I get that kind of whatever. But just the ignition, I'm like, what is hmm. going on here? I'll have to pay attention to that more. I'm sure we'll see it more, especially in the next couple arcs with Ahsoka. For sure. And obviously the Siege of Mandalore. I'll have to like pay extra close attention to it. Yep. Strange. Yep. There were just so many moments in this episode where my brain just wanted to explode. Like when they show the clone pilot in the cockpit and then you see the gunner like spin around behind him. I was like, whoa, we've never seen yeah. that before. <laughs> like. Yeah, Just I agree. So many cool little things, and I liked how there were the two different groups. You know, you've got Obi Wan and Mace on one end of the spectrum, and then you've got Anakin and the Bad Batch like doing their thing. And I like how it cut between the two. So freaking good! I think this is also the episode when Wrecker is like chewing on a turkey leg in yeah. the ship, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think one of the best things about this arc is that they did humor very well. And that's something that doesn't land with me all the time in Star Wars. But I really jokes. Shut up, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked all the jokes that were made and like all the funny things that happened in this arc. 
Yeah. So that was really good. It was fun. I agree. It was fun but serious because yeah. uh, Anakin gets a little cray-cray. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What did you think of that? Well, this is another one of those things that I might feel is a little heavy-handed. Really? Why? Because Anakin isn't like... I don't know. It's like when Anakin kills Dooku at the beginning of three, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a legit struggle for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, God, I shouldn't do this, but that's uh, whatever. And then Palpatine's like, do it. And he goes, all right, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Whereas this was like, like it wasn't in a fit of rage like it was with the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, he was straight up like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kill you. And like, man, I don't have those kind of weaknesses. He's like diving into it already, but like knowingly, you know, it wasn't like, on Mortis when it's like, all right, you control the dark side and you got this, it's in you, but you're like not acknowledging it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This was like very, I'm going to kill this guy and then also be like, and that's what you get. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa, 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 buddy. What's happening it. here? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm glad because, you know, I don't like Trench, but, and it was cool that like Trench shot him and he like defended and then killed him. I thought it was neat. I think the like, when he straight up says, like, I'm not weak like the other Jedi kind of stuff. I was he like, says, Ooh. I don't have such weaknesses. Yeah, that's a little like, okay, buddy, that's, wow. That is a red flag. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like he he made a decision there to be like, I'm not, and he, like, just the phrasing, I don't have such weaknesses. That's like, oh, yeah, the Jedi are weak, but I'm not. You're like, oh, boy. Oh, man. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't land for me as well because it was like so on the nose and like so okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know that like I liked the struggle in the beginning with trying to kill Dooku. Whereas like, why did he struggle at all if he just straight up killed Trench? You know, Dooku cut his arm off and like is responsible for all of this. Mm-hmm. So for him to be like so harsh for Trench, but show hesitance for Dooku, I thought was just eh. I don't well, know. Had, just me. had he not killed Trench, he could have potentially blown everybody up. So, yeah, including I, I'm his not master su- and Mace Windu. Yeah, and- I, he should have killed Trench, but the idea that he killed Trench, like, and kind of dug it, you know, and like straight up said, like, <laughs> I'm not as weak as other Jedi. I thought was like, good lord, guy, like, what's what's happening here? Like, you mm-hmm. can do the job, but you don't gotta like it. You know what I mean? It He's just seemed a little heavy. I know. I think I just have a problem with the line. Hmm. Like if he di- if he didn't like openly acknowledge that I'm not as I'm not weak like other Jedi. Yeah. I would have been I would have been like, "Okay, you know, you defended yourself, you went like that would have been cool." I think the line kind of did it for me. I was yeah. like, mm, "It's a little it's a little much." Everything about this episode kept me on like the edge of my seat. Yeah. I was really pumped about everything and that part was really good. I loved it. I thought it was really well done. I also liked how he like cut off several of his arms first. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was like, cool. Hey, I'm serious about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Pr- I that figured was cool. he I would kill that. him, but when he actually did it, we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. Um, so they disable the bomb. Trench is dead. Then they get the heck out of there but before they get out of there the bad batch just has to do their little show off routine and when crosshair put all of those mirrors on the walls to like deflect yeah. the 
blaster bolts. So cool. I thought those were going to be detonators. And then when he did that, so I was I. like, oh my God, I love him. <laughs> that yep, was super yep. cool. I feel the same way. Yeah. And then Wrecker got the gift of getting to blow up everything. Yeah, he did. It was the greatest Best day, day of his ever. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And then we get to like one of the saddest moments in all of humanity. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty really good. good. I was so happy for him. Me too. You know, he like, he's like a clone, but not a clone. And he got to join the Bad Batch. He did. And he like, he'll fit there. You know what I mean? Like they've got, they don't work with droids. So now they got like a half droid with him when Echo. And they know he loves the Republic and he's there to do his job. It's like he fits. Yeah. He fits so well. My heart really goes out to Rex, though, because it's like this poor man missed his friend here for so long. And now he's not like losing him again because he can live with the satisfaction that Echo's okay. But, you know, he probably won't see him very much. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of sad. Such is, such is the the way of the war, I suppose. <sighs> I hate it. That's, I know. That's why I, I like the clones so much. It's just because I feel so bad for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also why you like me so much. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> I liked it. I liked that. I liked that he found a place that he fit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if he stuck around, he'd always feel like the weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh well, we're fighting droids, but I've got this here robot arm, and right. they'd be like, Echo, like you know. I imagine it'd be difficult for other clones not to like, at the very least, look down on him. Right. You know what I mean? And like, that's not cool. So I like the idea that Echo. Having ended up the way that he did, joined Clone Force 99, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, and the best thing about the Bad Batch is that all of their strengths are really brought to the surface so that they can work together really well, and that means mm-hmm. that like Echo's strengths will be such a huge asset to that group. Right. And so he's like really important. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me too. But it was also really emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yes. not ready for the amount of heartache that Rex is about to go through. Oh yeah, he's about to have a real I bad time. I literally cannot. <laughs> Especially like Order sixty six. Are we gonna? Well, he's got to get rid of his inhibitor uh, chip first. But like, I wonder if we're gonna see Order sixty six from the point of view of Rex, because that would be even more heartbreaking than anybody else, because he would watch his own brothers try to kill the Jedi and succeed. Yeah. In many, many, many ways. Yeah, I would like to see Rex get his chip out and then him be with Ahsoka and then Order 66 happens and Rex, Rex, and Wrecker, uh, <laughs> and Rex, like, helps save Ahsoka. Like, a clone helps her survive Order 66, I think would be really cool. What if she helps him take out his inhibitor chip? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. They're going to work together cool. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd God, be down with that. They're going to go through hell together. It's going to hurt. I know. So good. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be, be awesome. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for the next arc because we get to see Ahsoka again. Yeah. And her like, new <gasps> friends. What if we don't get Order 66? We're going to. Have we thought? Is that confirmed? No, but we're going to. Because Clone Wars takes place before Episode 3. There's going to be overlap. You think so? Yeah. Okay. You say it with such conviction, I, I want to believe you. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I don't want to believe you. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. 
whatever whatever happens it's gonna be good and it's gonna hurt whatever happens at the same time yeah yeah that was a great arc though it was really fun it was it was i dug it i'm glad that they included it after all yeah i agree it was cool to watch I, I guess that's it. kind of going to be the only time we see Padme, though. I think that was kind of confirmed in some of the yeah, I think I read interviews that. and stuff. That's a little Cause sad because she, she wasn't in the others. I mean, like right. I'm glad they included her, but it's a little sad. I t- yeah, I'm glad they included her as well. But at the same time, like, what would she do? Like, if there was a season, you know, right. you can get like Padme in the Senate arguing a case and stuff like that. But like, if you've only got twelve episodes, like. Right. I wish I could see series. like Ahsoka and Padme together one last time, though. I think she left. I think she left the Jedi Order, Savannah. I don't know. Uh... But you know what I mean? Like they were still friends. Yeah, um, yeah. They that's true. But Ahsoka kind of like dipped. She yeeted she like, out. She, yeah, <laughs> she's like, I am out of here. I get it. I just. Yeah, she's not gonna be like, see you later. And then two weeks later, Padme, you want to get lunch? Well, Padme defended her when she was on trial, and yep, she did. They were very special people to each other, and I don't know. I just wish I could see them like being friends be again, cool. being like, "Hey, girl, how are you?" Well, you know, yeah. I'm having, I mean, I'm having I... twins. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that there's like a phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. You never know. Um, great arc. I. I just great loved arc. all of it. And like I said, the humor was great. There were so many surprising things. I love the entire Bad Batch group. And now Echo mm-hmm. is with them. Yeah. I'm just so happy for him. Yeah, same. Good it all times. worked out. It all worked it out. It all worked out. For now. now like, uh, for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for now. For now. Um, we have a really exciting interview to share with you guys. We actually yeah, we had the do. chance to chat with Michael Marisi, who wrote the Star Wars The Clone Wars Battle Tales um, series. Let's listen to that interview, guys. Enjoy. So we're here today with Michael Marisi, author of the Star Wars Adventures The Clone Wars Battle Tales comic series, which is an all-new weekly series coming from IDW Publishing on April 1st. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. I was absolutely thrilled when I heard about this series because everybody knows I absolutely love the Clone Wars, but it didn't fully grab me until you tweeted out a teaser photo of the Wolfpack Battalion from this comic series. And I just have to tell you, my mind was absolutely blown because (laughs) um, the Wolfpack is like a huge reason why I am a Star Wars fan today. And you know, they've been really great characters throughout the TV series, but to see them in any extra material is kind of rare. So I was really pumped about that. And we're just really excited to talk with you today about the series as a whole. Um, but we were wondering, what is your backstory as a Clone Wars fan and how did you become involved in this project? So I, uh, first of all, am a, am one of those, uh, prequel defenders. (laughs) Um, I I love the prequels. Oh, good. That's good. That's, uh, (laughs) they're great movies, tragically misunderstood. (laughs) Um, and, uh, they are, they're so good. They're so good. And it's weird. 
I, I stand by this uh, and I always will. I think one of the great, great things about it and sorry to go on a little tangent, but like, please do. We support the, prequel tangents here. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I've got lots. Um, but like, we will never see a tentpole film like that. Like that comes from one person's vision, you know, like Marvel Absolutely. is like a template, you know, like we're never going to get that again. Like one person, their vision uncompromised by corporate uh mm-hmm. ceos and vps and you know like a, a all these kind of hands that the films pass through now and you know all these you know cooks in the kitchen that was lucas that was yep. thoroughly george lucas and we are not really gonna get that you know like we I, I don't see it happening for a really long time so i think there's this tremendous value in having to look back on those things and look at the artistry of a major you know, cinematic experience that was also an artistic expression and experience. Not to say there's not artistry in the other, in those other movies, but like this is purely a, a, a someone's vision executed for better yes. or for worse. That's pretty amazing. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, thanks. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, going alongside uh, with my love of the prequels, obviously I love prequels material. You know, I love the novels uh, that go alongside. I, I think my f- at least in my top three favorite uh, canon uh, canon novels, Dark Disciple. Uh, I think it's so good. Uh, I wish, you know, it's funny. I, I When this new season came back, I was like, are we going to see that? But I guess I don't think we I are. No, that was right. on my wish list. Yeah, right. And I guess, I guess they think because the book exists and so many people have read it, it they didn't need to make it. I think, I disagree. I think they do need to make yeah. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, I absolutely love the Clone Wars. I think they represent the absolute best of the prequel aesthetic uh, and the things that the, the best strengths of it um, with the, you know, gigantic galactic warfare, the great ship designs, the clones, the, the you know, seeing, you know, Anakin between episodes two and three, where he's like come into his own and he's a general for most of the time. Um, there, there's so much and the wild imagination of the places we go, the planets we visit, the cool intrigue. There's so much I can say, but that series is so thoroughly Star Wars, so well, so well executed, so amazing every single episode and such a great piece of that prequel story. Um, so having, uh, having said that and loving it so much, I, um, how the series, how the comic series Battle Tales came, um, when they announced this, uh, when they announced this new, uh, the not new, but the, the series was coming back, uh, like in San Diego, like a year or two ago, something like that. Um, yeah, two years ago. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2018, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I just... It doesn't seem that long, but so anyway, so, so, um, the announcement was made and I, like, we all knew Clone Wars coming back. We just didn't know when, when it would be finished, but when an announcement came and it was officially coming back, I was like, oh man, I want to do, this is the perfect time to do a Clone Wars story. Like I'd already been writing in that Star Wars adventures, um, you know, through IDW, uh, uh universe, so to speak. Um, and we already had the template. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you guys are familiar with the um, Vader's Castle series, right? Yep. Yep. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. But Brian has recently gotten me into comics, so I think that'll be on my list soon. <laughs> oh, it's real good. Um, it is. The, so, you know, like, um, 
So the template of that is those those it's a five issue series that are released. Those are like a more like seasonal. They're released for Halloween. Um, they're released the five weeks uh, in or around October, um, and they all tell uh, a story within each issue. You know, they're framed around something's happening, like they're in Vader's castle, and then one of the characters, whatever's happening, reminds one of the characters of a story that happened, a scary story. Then the issue goes off and tells that story. Um, mm -hmm. So we have this cool template where you can tell different stories using this kind of device. So I was like, let's do Vader's castle, but for Clone Wars was what I basically pitched. And let's just tell some war stories. You know, like I have, I have two kids uh, and something that I realized through their eyes is how much they really, really, really love the clones. Like they love, they love the military yeah. thing. They love the, uniform the sir yes sir like it's like i don't know why it's it just really appeals to them in like this major way um even though clones are just just biting it all the time right yeah uh, <laughs> you got a quick um, turnaround right that's true that's true the the factory is efficient mm -hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> so so i was like kids love it kids love i mean this is an anime series you know so it's for kids but what kids really love and i've seen this with other kids as well as they love the clones so let's tell stories that are like thoroughly from the clones perspective about the clones and their kind of their role within the clone wars and the things that we see and we do see that in the animated series too it's not like this is something totally new but i really wanted to make it like strict as strictly as can be about the clone experience and have it for um, the same audience that the animated series is more or less for. Um, and Lucasfilm uh, went for it. They, they, they liked the idea. Uh, and, and we were pretty much off from that point. Wow. So it was your idea and you, so you kind of pitched it to them. Yeah. It's, um, that doesn't happen too often. It's kind of rare because they have yeah. through Lucasfilm, through the story group, like they have their, things that they're doing um mm -hmm. that they're you know they're, they're agenda they're like kind of story agendas uh which makes sense they're trying to keep the universe tight uh but sometimes you can you can kind of get some of these stuff slipped in the cracks especially especially with star wars adventures which is also what vader's castles is because like while the kids that like all ages line is canon it's a little less uh in, of a footprint than like the marvel sure. stuff yeah, it's like the Marvel. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like Marvel's telling like one big story. Like here's the story between like Empire and Jedi, and it's like one issue leads to another issue leads to another. The IDW are basically, except for a few uh, occasions, self-contained stories. They bounce mm -hmm. around all throughout the timeline from prequels to sequels uh, and all the way through. So you can kind of you have some more. Uh, there's some more uh, real estate that you have to play around and do different things over there because you're not beholden to like the same kind of restrictions as like the books are or the marvel comics are or stuff like that sure that's pretty cool you got like your own little area that you can kind of play with because it doesn't directly affect the bigger picture so you kind of have almost a little bit more freedom it sounds like yeah a little bit a little bit i mean it's it's still rare. I've pitched off that there yeah. <laughs> many of the things. This is the only one that's ever gotten through. So all the other right, things right. were, were hard nosed. <laughs> sure. It seems from the cover previews that we've seen and any artwork from the series, it seems like these stories are going to take place 
possibly before the Clone Wars movie. Is that correct? And if so, what can we expect to see from this timeline? That uh, that's absolutely correct. Which is um, which is pricing it like before Kristoff's uh, or no 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 no. I'm thinking malevolence. Yeah, it's way before malevolence. But um, mm. I was thinking about the wolf pack recently, and that's like because I, I keep, yes. everyone keeps saying like the wolf pack aren't red, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they are. They were before the Battle of Abrogado. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> <pay> attention. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody was like kind of talking on Instagram, like this is fan art by. He was very mean about it. He's like, this is just fan art from like a race. I'm like one wrong on all counts i didn't draw it <laughs> nor is it fan art um, uh, um but okay so to, to answer your question so yeah it's um it's like soon after the f- or no i'm sorry soon before uh the clone wars movie um and basically you're gonna see like those that little bit of earlier times of um the clones that you know they have their positions and their their ranks. You know, C- Cody's still a commander. Rex is a captain. The Wolf is a commander. Um, so they they have some experience, um, and they have uh, been sort of with the Jedi a little bit. But this is like kind of like them and their nationcy, especially with their relationships to the Jedi with with um, Obi Wan, Wolf, and Plo Koon. Um, and I think that's kind of cool, like to see those like the that those like early bondings, which is something I want to focus on, like seeing them come together in a way that we haven't seen. Because by the time the show picks up in the movie, it's after the movie, like everything, they're all kind of off and running uh, in a good way. So, yeah, I mean, seeing that seeing, seeing those early days are going to be uh, pretty fun, even seeing the early dynamics between especially Wolf, uh, Cody and, and, and Rex, are, I think are, is pretty fun. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited for that. It's pretty neat. I love stuff like that that's like extra material because that's the best thing about like EU and things like this is like you know these characters, but then when you go back and you tell kind of a bit of their backstory, it just further fleshes them out. So things mean more later on in the bigger scheme of things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I read all, you know, all the materials. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. um, you know, I think that like that's something that's, it's something that I enjoy. That's something I was very mindful of, you know, like I've, I've watched the show, the series, I believe at least twice and then watched scattered episodes so many times. Um, so I still went back though, to, to really kind of take a different kind of look at those relationships. You know, I kind of knew them, but it's like, okay, well, how do these, how do these really function? What's going on here? Cause relationship with like, you know, Anakin and Rex is, is really different than the relationship of Obi-Wan um, and, and Cody. You know, Rex right. and Anakin are a lot more casual. Cody and Obi-Wan are a lot more kind of by the books. Um, so I really want to make sure in all things, in all things in this series, to first and foremost get it right. I want these comics to feel like the show. Yeah. Do you? So do you have a favorite arc in the show? I do, yeah. Uh, the the Krell, I forget what it's called. Uh, the Ambara arc. Oh, yeah. Michael, man. we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> is that your is that your favorites too? That's that's my favorite. That was the first time a cartoon ever made me mad. <laughs> I was like, "Who is this guy? He's a Jedi. Get out of here!" Yeah, that's whoo. That's when the show takes a turn. Like, let's get yeah. let's get dark up in here. Literally, there's no lights on Ambara, but still. Yeah, <laughs> that arc is like really impactful, especially when Waxer dies. I remember oh, watching yeah. it for the first time and just being like absolutely heartbroken. But 
I the clones are the absolute best thing in the Clone Wars to me. I love Cad Bane and I love the clones. Those are like my two favorite things. Yep. <laughs> and the Umbara arc is just so good and it gets so real and emotional with all of the characters that we've like grown to to love and oh that's a good pick that's a really good pick tops yeah you can you can stay michael oh good good. (laughs) nailed it yeah (laughs) what do you think it is about the clone wars that people love so much because there's so much packed into the clone wars but it appeals to so many different star wars fans so this is a weird thing to say as much as i truly love the prequels but it's funny because part of me thinks that like lucas didn't really figure out fully like the full aesthetic like look feel of the prequels didn't come together till revenge of the sith like those first 20 minutes are like this is what this is you know i think he really figured out like there's other great stuff in episodes one and two and i still love those movies but i think like watching those first 20 to 25 minutes, I feel like that was the crystallization of the vision of the vision that he had. And it just, just soars in, in episode three. Um, so you have that moment of like the best of the best, him figuring it out. And clearly that is a template for the Clone Wars series. You know, it's, it's the highest point of, of these prequels of these movies. And I think people, really responds to that because we get to see an Anakin we didn't really get to see uh between episodes two and three he goes from being like still you know Padawan and young and 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 um I don't know still uh uh, just a just a novice to like all of a sudden like in three he's he's in his powers he's he's kind of uh side by side with with Obi-Wan there's a huge gap we don't see we seeing him develop and all that stuff of Anakin that we sort of miss in the movies is, is pretty great. Um, I think that like people, love people tend to love, like it gets away from the political stuff mainly, except for a few conspiracies that are pretty digestible. Like it's very streamlined, you know, the stuff with Padme when Padme's around and that kind of brings the Senate with her. It's, it's a lot more digestible, a lot more clean, a lot more clear. Um, and Padme is such a great character uh, in, in these in this series. Um, but I think mainly, I think it's mainly just like it really delivers the best of the prequels. I think like if it if that show started before Revenge of the Sith, it would be a much much different show. But thankfully, it didn't, and thankfully, mm-hmm. um, you know, thankfully it gave us um, this this best of this time and, and gave us you know also brand new characters that we ended up loving you know soka uh, cat bane uh embo the the clones yeah I mean, we forget rex isn't even in the movies you know yeah you're right yeah we just see i mean we really only see cody specifically um so you know it gave us so much and it was so well done i think that's part of this key you know like i don't want to you know take that for granted you know what dave filoni and that team did in executing and making this landmark uh, series is is tremendous i agree i also think that is one of the greatest like in general star wars moments ever the beginning of episode three when you're like going along the cruise you're like oh that's cool and then when you flip and go down you're like oh there's a war happening yeah right there <clears throat> bonkers it, and then you get to know it's them it's great. so cool i yeah. agree so like it's compared just, yeah. to like compared to like burning fields or like black star renegades do you 
approach something like this differently as far as like writing it and creating it? Oh, yeah. Because it's an IP yeah. that you've got to, you know, there's a line you have to toe to fit, but at the same time, it's writing. Like, how, do, how does that work? How do you tackle something like that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always going to be like those fundamental like storytelling. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like storytelling chops, you know, in a sure. sense that like, like are going to be the same thing. Um, yeah, a format and just like all the stuff that I've like learned as a storyteller through doing this through X amount of years. You know, like those are right. those are stuff that would be consistent, but like like you know with star wars or with any sort of bigger properties uh or any properties whatsoever um and, and i've been lucky to work on a few like the fundamental thing um that's different is that like you're not telling like your story like Ooh, this is one. something that yeah i mean i've always i i teach uh occasionally uh as well and, and i teach this this is a small part of the lessons but like when you're doing a property like the the at least in my opinion the alchemy is the meeting of the the uh property itself like star wars like fundamentally getting what star wars is and what it does and distilling that into a unique story that's told through your voice you know um i like it so yeah i mean that's i mean that's what i would like what i was saying like getting Clone Wars right, you know, like I wanted to absolutely, absolutely make this feel like a Clone Wars story, but bringing my sensibilities to that, you know, because if you just, you don't want to be a mimicry, you know, and just being like, you right. know, duplicating what's there, but you also want, you know, bust into the room and be like, well, now I'm, you know, now I'm running the show. Uh, You've got a because... cowboy hat on and a flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Power move. I respect it. Right. You know, no one's, no one's going to let you go into and say like, you thought you knew Batman here. I'm telling my Batman. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. That's interesting. Cause I always wonder like, especially being a fan of something, you know what I mean? Like you got to be able to kind of check the, the fanboy, but also be the fanboy to deliver. Cause you know, that you know, star Wars when you see it, like there's something almost innate. We like that's star Wars, but that isn't star Wars. And I articulating it is going to be difficult, but like it is, it's like playing the right note. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's, um, it's tricky, you know, it's tricky. Cause again, you don't want to just be a facsimile, but like you just, it's more about, capturing the heart and the essence of 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 star wars uh and putting that uh delivering that in a way that we haven't seen yet when you started writing the series and when you pitched it to lucasfilm was it always going to be five issues or did you kind of have to adjust that as you went um no it was always five issues we we had planned it um so it would come out in in april uh and april is just one of those funny months that has um five wednesdays in it um so we we're like let's do five the show will still be running um so this will they'll all come out while the show's still on and we can get five we can get five stories in um so that was always the plan that's i think that was if i'm not mistaken what they came to me with was the the format of the five issues uh all running in in, in april 
It's such a good amount because, like I said, I'm kind of new to comics and Brian's gotten me into comic series that have like a lot of issues and I'm still not all the way through them. (laughs) But I know with the five issues and because of the subject matter, I will just fly through them. I'll be so excited to read them every Wednesday. So I think that's really cool. And it's really accessible for kids, too. Yeah, I think it's funny. I was talking about this recently and I think the kind of beauty of... um, the Star Wars Adventures line is that it's, again, um, and people, I have to keep repeating this because people, I think, get mistaken about this a lot. Not not, not you, neither of you, but like I hear <laughs> a lot that like it's not canon or it doesn't count. Uh, and it is. It's totally canon. It's just lower, a lower footprint, a smaller footprint of storytelling, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of it. I think it's good for casual readers and ca- not casual fans. You don't have to be a casual fan, but somebody just wants to pick up an issue uh, or two, sometimes they extend into two issues, like like I was saying before, or in this case, like if it's an event, you know, it's like these five issues uh, that'll all be collected though in one book and that's it. Like you can do that. You can get in and get out and that's it, you know? And it doesn't require like, you know, here's the 60 issue omnibus. And you're like, oh, <laughs> let me just clear <laughs> off the so next overwhelming. seven months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's daunting. And I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, because people like that, people like the adventures, you know, whatever. But for me, not only because I'm more invested, I, I love telling stories for younger readers in general and especially for Star Wars, but I love the idea of like just being able to pick it up, read it, enjoy it. And that's it. You know, there's not the pressure to find, oh, I got to find issue 18 and oh, I got to go back or whatever. You're in and you're out. And that's pretty nice. I like that. Because that's another thing about Star Wars is it's fun. And sometimes we can forget that. <laughs> you, can, you can have a good time, too, with it. And I, I, that's the kind of need that I feel like these sort of stories fill. It's like you can still have an amazing Star Wars story that isn't necessarily like the butterfly effect that encompasses the entire galaxy because he dropped a lollipop or something like no it's just fun star wars boom here you go yeah like oh that. yeah totally or something that like this ties into you know this book or the movie like and i'm not talking about the new uh the the high republic stuff that's a, that's a totally different issue but sometimes like comics crossing the books are like you know now right. you know all that chatter about like the novelization brings up more in the movie i'm like if it's not in the movie man Right, yeah. Let's just, let's just <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. There, man. <laughs> You're like, confusing people. <laughs> clones. You like clones? I got clones. Boom. That's all you need. Done. Don't look too closely. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You don't have to know anything else. Like it's cool. It's good if you know like other stuff that that'd be helpful about the Clone War series. But like, you don't have to. You know, it's all there. So when, so then with something like this, what's the turnaround time from like the idea to the completion? Oh gosh, uh, it feels I like know, right? a couple Wasn't of decades. Expecting that one, were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's felt like a while. It's like it's like hurry up and wait, you know? Because yeah. like, <laughs> we're always so we're moving so fast because you know the, the Star Wars is doing so much, you know. Um, right. And I was doing other things in Star Wars, so I was like doing the regular adventures line, then coming back to this, and then like arts trickling in and. Uh, it feels like it's been going on for a while and not in a bad way, but it's like, it's like you look back and you're like, when did this, it's like when we talk about with force awakens, you're like, that was six years. What? You know, like, yeah, for real. Um, yeah. So I, I think I started writing cause we had to get the okays. The approval process takes a bit of time because we, it has mm-hmm. to be, it has to be precise. Uh, I bet. so 
after the outline stage, I started writing. It, it's been only a few months, and we're lucky because uh, the way these stories are going to go is that there's a di- besides one artist who's doing like the first three pages and the last two or three pages, which is like the framing around the story. Um, that artist is Derek Charm. The the other all the five issues have a different artist, so it's not like it's you're waiting oh. for one per. Yeah, you can have them all drawing at the same time, so that kind of made the process uh different than normal so i was writing a few months ago then all you know went through that approval stage of the script and then everyone started drawing um around the end of the year sometime in december i believe and then we kind of are are just kind of tying a bow on things now as they they head out to the printer wow wow pretty good so speaking of the artists how closely do you work with them during this process um sort of close not too close i try not to be intrusive um like i see everything that comes in you know luckily uh and i'm very uh grateful for this the uh, idw uh, editors um are good about making sure that I see all the pages, you know, inks and colors and letters and everything like that. I, I'm there for the whole process, but um, they're really steering that ship and they do a great job of steering it. I only chime in when it's like I identify something that's off or, you know, wrong. I hate to say wrong, but like maybe it was misinterpreted or whatever. Um, so my involvement is, is pretty rare. I usually just... I'm the person just like emailing back and being like, awesome. It looks great. You know, like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's my role. I'm the cheerleader. <laughs> that's fun. That's really fun. I love the art style. I love a lot of color and things like that. And it's got that kind of, I don't know. I just like looking at it. It's really good. I feel like it services Clone Wars specifically pretty well. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I agree. I still, I cannot express like how much I lost my mind when you shared the panel with the wolf pack. Yeah. Like everything about that panel is beautiful. That's true. And I was just so excited. I texted Brian and I was like, look at this. She was just look screaming. It was all exclamation points. I thought something was wrong. Yeah. She's like, look at it. Yeah. I was like, Did it get canceled again? She's like, no, no, it didn't. Look. No. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I haven't been this excited about something Star Wars related in a really long time. So I'm really pumped for it. Well, no I'm, pressure I'm though. Thrilled. no i'm right there i'm excited too like i i i'm just i'm just glad you know it's 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 funny because i've teased and previewed a number of things um from it and honest to god nothing nothing that i have shown has uh been met with uh as much enthusiasm and engagement as that wolf pack i had no idea i mean i love the wolf pack i didn't know it's (laughs) It's amazing because I've always wondered, okay, what did Commander Wolf's armor look like in, you know, the first season? Because we don't see him in armor. He's in his, like, regular officer uniform. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he has, like, the same style as the later season, but it's red, I just literally lost my mind. I'm so excited. <laughs> my husband has, um, we both have quite a few uh, wolf pack helmets. And I think when this issue actually comes out, I'm going to be like, hey, um, can we repaint one of these to look like this? Because oh, I need it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Share, share that if you do. I got to see that. Oh, I will. It's, it's just a matter of time. It will happen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because they had like, we got all the, like all that uh, Lucasfilm is so thorough, like all that reference uh, exists of the wolf pack in their red and how like down to the shoulder pads everything and I was what? like oh. yeah it's it's it, it's all there it's all in some archive somewhere wow that's so, that's so cool. cool 
I'm just like grinning from ear to ear right now. <laughs> so how good are you at keeping secrets? Um, yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be hard to keep all of that to yourself, though, when you're working on such a cool project. It's just, it's got to be in the back of your mind 24-7. Yeah, it's funny. You know, like I when I was working on it, like I was working on it, uh, when we got to, when I got especially to the script stage, um, I was working on it so heavily, um, that like, that's all I was doing. Like usually I'm juggling a few projects. That's just, you know, that's just the nature of freelancing. But like, I was like so deep into like watching Clone Wars, listening to Clone Wars soundtracks. Uh, like I was so nice. deep into it that like, uh, I don't, I don't think I realized like how excited I was. Cause I was just so like, razor folks sharp focused on like getting these scripts done in the way that i expected them to be done um so like as excited as i was i think it was everything was buried underneath that like uh pressure of getting it right and getting it good makes sense we have a couple questions from some of our listeners oh, cool. and the first question is from Katie and I think you kind of answered the first part of it, but I'm going to read her full question. So Katie asks, what made you want to tell stories from the clone's perspective and do you have a favorite clone? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, like it's just from knowing what my kids and other kids like um, and just my love of the clones. I just know people love the clones and I feel like if you're going to tell a clone war series, um, I don't know. I feel like we saw so much of the Jedi, you know, that like, it's cool to get a different little, a different perspective and give them some time, some time in the, uh, in the spotlight. My favorite clone, uh, is Rex. Easy. Nice. Oh, my dog is named after Rex. Oh, wow. You're in good awesome. company it's not here. a contest, Savannah. It's not a contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just telling him we're going to be best friends. <laughs> not bad. My, my favorite's 99. Good choice. He's my boy. Oh, 99. I just Were you happy him. with that Bad Batch name? The, the yes. Name? Yeah. Oh, man. He lives on, guys. He lives on. I dig yeah. it. So cool. So we got another question from uh, Crafter Anonymous, which I believe is their legal name. Um, and they <laughs> ask, is it difficult to give unique voices to characters who are physically identical for the most part? So how do you differentiate between the clones in a medium such as a comic? Uh, yeah, it's very difficult for sure. Um, I bet. Um, but I think I was saying, like I was kind of saying before, um, once you kind of dig into, I mean, I think we all, all know and all agree that like the clones, wild clones are, you know, richly unique and they're all, they're their own people, characters, uh, and all that. Um, and once you kind of like identify that and, and uh, it's, they do sound different, you know, Cody sounds a lot different from Rex, uh, Wolf sounds different from Cody. Um, they all have their own kind of perspectives especially those especially those three you know and and heavy has his just different uh perspective yeah. vibes. they they also i mean they're all physically the same there's no doubt and there's not going to be like wild differences between the two like anakin and obi-wan's obi-wan sound really different you know um, sure rex and cody while while different i don't think the chasm between them is as big as it is be, as like anakin and obi-wan that makes sense that makes sense. I like it a lot. Clones are neat. I I think D. Bradley Baker recently said like for each clone he gives them like a one word descriptor and that's how he differentiates the voices in his head. It was like Rex. I think he, I think he said the word for Rex was like solid. He's like, This is Rex. And I was like, Oh, all right. The actor prepares indeed. 
So wow. I wonder if Wolf's word is like condescending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Like Cody would be rigid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, can you let everyone know how they can find these comics on April 1st and also where they can find you online? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so come April 1st, uh, they'll be available in comic shops. They'll be available. Uh, you can read them digitally through Comicsology or through Amazon. Um, you could uh, order them through IDW directly. Um, and then um, they'll be collected. All five issues will be collected in one volume that has everything that the comics had. And I believe that's out in October. Uh, and yeah, you can find me just at, uh, at Michael Maurice on uh, Instagram and um, Twitter and Michael P is, is my website. Nice. Well, we are so excited for this to come out. I can't wait to read them. And we are just so happy that Clone Wars is getting even more time in the spotlight. So thank you for coming up with this awesome idea and, It'll just be such a great time to read them. Yeah. Oh. And congratulations as well. This is a really big deal to see something through to fruition. And, and well done. Well done. Well, thank you. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for your both your enthusiasm and, and passion about this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I love seeing that. I, I, what makes it so joyful for me, uh, it doesn't matter if you're telling stories that nobody reads. <laughs> you know, so yeah, my, I, it's, yeah. it's so, it makes me so excited to see other people excited to share my excitement and that's what we all want that's what the star wars community kind of is is to share our passion and enthusiasm and um and uh, yeah. yeah i'm just glad i'm glad that you guys are excited so thank you very very much what a good dude what a good dude i like him a lot he is a part of the prequel defense force club for life yeah he is it's so cool so cool. i love when people that are working on something are a fan of the something me too me too. And yeah. I, I loved everything he had to say about why he wanted to write The Clone Wars and why he pitched this idea and the fact that he has kids that, you know, he had in mind when he was writing this series. That's super cool. I'm really excited to, to read everything and to see how this enriches our, you know, perception of The Clone Wars as we know it. And I'm just like so pumped to get several copies of the Wolfpack one and just hang all yeah. of the pages on my walls. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's gonna be. And a good you know time. you, you kind of have to do the the armor build now. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be so. It's cool. gonna happen. It's gonna be so cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, so thank you, Michael, for joining us and letting yeah, us talk to you. you. We had such a great time. Um, and April first is not that far away, so we'll get to read the first comic from the series soon. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. I'm super excited. You're super excited. Clones! More clones. <laughs> clones. <laughs> That's like what happens in my brain every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, before yeah, we go. You made it. We made it. Well done. We made it. <laughs> no, they made they it. Made it. <laughs> I think I should get a, a pat on the shoulder for this too. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. This is a uh, time served, mm -hmm, really. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I can check that box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian, where can people yeah. find you online? People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, check out the interesting podcast. Um, it's been pretty good lately. I'm not gonna lie; I'm really proud of it. I've had on uh, Ahmed Best and Vanessa Marshall. <laughs> I recently. love how you just got just had on Ahmed Best, like. 
We just yeah, get that out know. of the gate now. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I still can't believe it happened. Um, yeah, so if you want to get to know some of the people behind the things that you like, check out the Interesting Podcast. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. You, Where can people find you? You can find me online at The Dorky Diva Everywhere. My blog is thedorkydiva.com. And if you would like to join our Discord group, you should do that. And to join, all you need yeah. to do is just get in touch with us via Twitter or email. You can email us at dorkydivashow at gmail.com. And we will send you a link to the Discord channel. It's been a really fun place where we can talk about the Clone Wars every week and any other projects that are going on. There's so much going on that we're not able to fit in on the podcast and the discord group is really a great place for us to talk about that with everyone even though we aren't necessarily doing it on the podcast so uh you should join us over there and we want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons those people are anthony ben brandon brian other brian hello brian cheney chris daz dan daryl devin jared jen marie jc jim justin katie samir sheree sherry and tom thank you all so much for your support uh we appreciate all of you and you guys just rock we love you guys yeah you guys just rock um and surprise to you brian i think sometime soon we should talk about the rise of skywalker documentary Ooh, count me in. Okay, we'll do I'll that. I'll be there. We'll do that soon, and we'll be discussing the Clone Wars again after the next arc, which is the Ahsoka walkabout arc. So we're just yep. going to continue doing what we did today, where we just talk about the arc as a whole rather than yep. each individual episode. Yep. Yep. So until next time, may the Force be with you. And Godspeed, Rebels. Rebels.